episode of Slay the Stars is sponsored by the podcast How to Be a Better DM. Check them out at betterdungeonmaster.com slash slaythestars, on Instagram at How to Be a Better DM Podcast, and at facebook.com slash betterdungeonmaster. Stay tuned to the outro to hear their promo. And now, without further ado... Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slay the Stars, episode 38. Last time, Shar and Zem filed a police report and visited the Elen Estenome. I can't even say it myself. Annenfell's version of Stellium. It's better. They checked out some books on various topics. Shar made an appointment to work as a glass worker again. And Zem set up appointments to work out her body with Turiel and her mind with Erevan, hey. the wizard. What in the shit was that wording? <laughs> They're heading out of the school now. And where are they going? I mean, I guess apparently I'm going to go find a hot waiter to flirt with at a coffee shop, so. Done. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> you head over. There's one in particular that kind of strikes your fancy because it looks like it has like an interesting like nature vibe theme with like different teas and stuff. Oh, the coffee shop. Okay. And it's called Morning Dew. Morning Dew. We're just dead. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> no more. We tried. All right. Sorry, this guys. is by the school? Yeah. It's, you know, maybe two or three doors down from the school. Okay. Uh, let's stop here and get a drink and start um, looking at our books, reading our books. I'm sure it's like carrying a stack. Like, it's just the one big book and all the other, like, picture books. All right. <laughs> All right, you walk in, and it's not crowded, but it's fairly busy. You can find a table for the two of you. Uh, they have, like, the smaller tables, so all of your books are kind of, like, pile them on the ground and stuff to... I'm a seat. Yep. But eventually, a woman comes over to you, and she says, Hi, hello, have you ever been here before? I have not. Okay. Well, my name is Mariel, and what can I get? Are you hungry? Do you just want something to drink? What kind of teas do you have? Oh, dear, we have anything you could ask for. Do you have something that is going to give you, like, a burst of energy without, like, a harsh come down? You know what? For that, I would recommend maybe, like, one of our blends. Okay. Okay? And do you like fruity flavors? Yes. Or? Okay. Are you thinking something more tart, like a raspberry, or something more sweet, like maybe, like, apples? Mm, let's go with a tart. Okay. I will find something for you. What about you, sir? Uh, same thing. Okay. Uh, and food? Yes? No? Uh, we have a panini press. A what? A panini? Mm-hmm. Panini press. What does that mean? Okay, so you know how you can take a sandwich and grill it on either side? Okay. So picture that, but um, it's like two hot plates, and you put one on either side of the sandwich and press down really hard so it gets, like, nice and thin and crispy on the outside. Sounds weird. We'll take two. Okay. Would you like them with meat or without meat? So, like, I could make one with, like, some tomatoes and basil and cheese and a little bit of, uh, like, chicken or no chicken. We'll do one of each, and then we'll split and see. Okay. Delicious. Dipping sauces. Yes. Okay. Perfect, perfect. I'll be right back. And she rushes away. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna crack open. I think I'm going with um, the... I 
I'm actually going to skip the spells for right now because I really, really want to focus. And I'm going to start um, going through the beginner's guide to Annenfell. Okay. And Shar, what book are you starting with? I'm assuming I'm still on the alchemy book considering that it was a fucking medical textbook. Yeah, it's huge. Very thick. So I'll, I'll do that one. Okay. Because he's just looking for recipes specifically, but he's not going to try to miss anything. So it's just going to be a long slog. All right. Zem, what in particular are you looking for in the history of Annenfell? I guess really because we're going to have this meeting tonight, the leaders and the important individuals are going to be kind of high priority. Um, after that, anything pertinent that will make me look like not an idiot when we're trying to have this conversation or these conversations. So like, what are your imports and exports? Like crap like that. You're going to study economics? I mean, like not study, but like, oh, it's not fish. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Okay. Roll me <laughs> an investigation check. <laughs> investigation? Yes. I rolled a 19 plus 6, so 25. Okay. So some highlights of things that you learned that could be helpful for you tonight. You learned that the king's name is Andir, A-N-D-I-R, Alharan. You learned that the Alharan family has ruled in Annenfell for over a thousand years. So that's like over a thousand years is really like two, three generations for elves, like, being as long-lived as they are? Yeah, basically. Yeah, correct. With that, with that crazy role, uh, it also tells you that Andir has been currently himself ruling for about 200 years. Rena, his daughter, is expected to secede him whenever he is willing to give up the throne. It doesn't seem that this is, like, a when he dies. It's more like a when he retires situation. You learn that exports-wise, they used to export quite a bit of lumber. There is a section about notable, um, like, monuments throughout the city. And it talks a little bit about the statue of Ein. This book was clearly written well before the orb was stolen. And it goes into some detail about the round-the-clock guards who would be posted there. They had, like, a changing of the guard situation, sort of like at, uh, like, Buckingham Palace type Mm -hmm. thing, where they go over that. There's some pictures of this happening. And with that, there are pictures of the orb. Drawn drawings. They don't have, like, cameras. But this is your first time seeing what this looked like, Sam. Okay. Um, does anything about it look familiar? Are these like colored pictures, like colored yeah. paintings? Yeah. Okay. Uh, nothing about it looks familiar to you. But you notice that the wording, when it talks about the monument itself, again, it doesn't, every time you hear about Ein, nobody ever says like, and then he died. It's always like, when he was ready. Is the wording that they use. Is that the wording the same? So, like, is that normal wording that they use, like, 
for anything, any position. Like, looking at the leaders and stuff, like, was it like, and this one died. This one is retiring. Like, Yeah, you would notice that with, like, the kings and things like that. They they don't reference most of them dying. I mean, there are a couple here and there, a couple different people that they mention passing on. Um, But it is something that strikes you. Does it talk anything about, um, like, etiquette, I guess, for if you come across the royal, if you are interacting? Um, like, we we had our, our meeting already. Aside from the bows and being honest and respectful, is there anything else that we need to know, especially for a sit-down dinner? Yeah. No, uh, most of the stuff on etiquette in this book uh, covers, like, the bowing, the being honest. Uh, It goes into a little bit of detail about that and why honesty is so important. It's kind of like a superstitious thing in the Elvish community uh, that telling lies is, like, the greatest sin against your people. And so you should always strive to be honest. Basically. So she was literally insulting the shit out of us by insisting we were liars Mm -hmm. about her sister. Yeah. Yep. And it goes on to talk about how the Alharan family is, they've kind of relaxed a lot of the rules, like as far as like just bowing to show like reverence and stuff. They don't require as much of the pomp and circumstance as royal families of the past. They're more of the people, rulers. Mm. Char. With your alchemy book, anything in particular that you're looking for? Potion recipes, um, any crafting specifics for, and we talked about this a little bit, like potions, poisons, antidotes, like that kind of stuff. Certainly, and you can find any of that in there, including, roll me a, you know what? Roll me that. Roll me that investigation. Not great. Four. Okay. So uh, this book not only has information on how to create healing potions, which you know how to do, it also talks about how to enhance healing potions to create greater healing potions. Interesting. That's all I find. Basically. And then the paninis. And then, yeah, and then in the middle of this, you're like, Zem, like, you know, like, I think I can make a better healing. And all of a sudden, you, like, you smell it first. This, like, crispy, buttery, cheesy goodness coming to your table. She sits down two cups of tea and she says, uh, honey or sugar? What do you, what do you recommend? Honey. I always would prefer the, the natural stuff. Sure. All right. And she takes out this like little glass jar with this dark amber colored honey with one of those like bee comb little mm-hmm. wooden things. And she sits it on the table. All right. Well, please enjoy. Let me know if there's anything else I can get you. Thank you. Thank you. I opened a tab. Just settle up before you leave. Okay. All right. She walks away. We are definitely settling up before we leave because the last time it ended in a lot of tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're planning on getting attacked again. I don't plan on it. <laughs> Shar I... freaks out a little bit. <laughs> he pulls out a dagger, keeps it like in, in his <laughs> He slides pocket. it like under his, like balances it under his book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shar's getting paranoid. <laughs> Wouldn't you not be no, paranoid? Not, not paranoid. I feel good. Good for <laughs> you. You both try the tea, taste the sandwiches. They are delicious. 
some of the best tea and sandwiches you've ever had in your whole life. Is there anything that you've read in your books or found at the library that the two of you would like to discuss amongst yourselves? Um, so just one quick question first. Um, it says here exports used to be lumber. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that there's just no exports period now. Yeah, they don't mention anything like that. They mention the the lumber as in like we used to be the number one exporter of lumber in the empire, but there's no like and now we there's like nothing. I'll probably like point out a couple of things, but I don't really think there's anything here that's gonna stick anyway. Yeah, most of it. Shar is reading a lot of it. He wants to prove that it works before he theorizes. All right. He's not an academic. All right. Well, you have time for one more book before it's time to leave to go back to your hotel to get ready. So, Zem, what are you looking for? I'll pick up that white book with the gods on it. Okay. What are you looking for? Are you looking for a specific god? You don't have time to read the whole thing. No, I don't. But... I think that, like, I'm pretty much reluctantly on board. Like, I've experienced two of them personally. Mm-hmm. I know they're real, but, like... You're also, like, maybe 50% one, so, like... Right, and I'm sort of, like... And, and <laughs> like, that? you're all at, like, 25% power here, which is way, way over me. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I understand. But, like... And I don't know where to start. So I'm going to kind of like just flip and stop where it lands. Roll me a D100. Oh, yes. Okay. 72. This is really fun. (laughs) I don't know how useful this information is. I mean, it could be really useful. Anyway. (laughs) So... (laughs) You are flipping through this book, and the thing that catches your eye is one of the, you know, whenever you're flipping through books and they have, like, a chapter where, like, there's just, like, a black page Mm -hmm. and it really stands out? A page like that catches your attention. And on that first page, it just says Caligo. C-A-L-I-G-O. When you turn into this section and you start reading, you learn that... Caligo is not a god. Caligo is considered one of the terrors from beyond. Hmm. And it goes on to say that she is a horror beyond reckoning. And that even though these terrors feed on celestial energy... They are not so different and may have actually birthed some of the Celestials themselves. Mommy? Including, (laughs) potentially, Nox and Nex. But a lot of this is hyper-theoretical. I would like to flip to the front of the book and see when it was written. There's no date. It's published? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's printed? Oh, it's not printed. This is, like, hand... What's it? What's the word? Illuminated. Jesus. 
Um, if you had to guess, this book is definitely potentially from the Age of Splendor. I'm going to sit up, sit up straighter, like, intently. Like, because I feel like before I was just sort of, like, lean back in my chair and, like, snacking on my food with one hand, sipping my tea, like, whatever, and then, like, flipping through this shit. And I'm going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, and the the part that catches your attention is this one one piece that's handwriting doesn't quite match the rest of it around it. Almost like somebody added this in later. And it says, over the eons, these horrors have found that destroying hubs and feasting is easier to accomplish when those planes and hubs are in a state of chaos. So they bide their time. When they find a suitable hub, not too big, not too small, they reach out from the void. They call to those whom the horrors can bend to their will. It goes on to say, as the horrors draw closer, sensitive people are called by the power. And then it goes on to talk about how the celestials, they never call the gods gods. They always just call them celestials live in fear for being targeted by the horrors for consumption. So in a book about gods, they talk about god eaters. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm looking for antidotes now specifically, not potions. I feel like I've got a deceit recipe on that one, but after the last night, I probably need some antidote. <laughs> Come on. 15, 16, 17, 18. You can find a whole section on them. Hell to the fucking yeah. And honestly, the recipes don't look that complicated. With the right stuff, you think you could do this. Is there like a shelf expectancy? Uh, it depends. Some of them, you know, the, the I would say like the higher quality, the, the ones that are used to get rid of like purple worm poison and stuff like that, those ones are less shelf stable than your things that are normal poison antidotes. For you like just have to make them as you bites. need them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to start committing this to memory <laughs> if I can, but definitely not writing it down. Yeah. So until we leave, I'm going to be looking at like, I'm not really getting into the other gods yet or reading content more. I'm looking at like, so I see two different handwritings, like mm -hmm. two different writing styles. Are there additional writing styles? Like I'm not reading for content. I'm more like scanning for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and you would notice just looking through, there seems to be at least four different handwritings. But it's not like they're writing on top of each other. Nothing's scribbled out. It's not even like squished in the margins. It's almost like four different people are collaborating. But they never, there's never like a name. It's never like, this was written by so-and-so. That's all that I'm going to do because I know that we are running out of time. And like, I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to look at a clock or something and be like, fuck, because it's going <laughs> to take me forever to get ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, and that's what happens. You look at me, you're like, oh, no. Uh, and... Mariel sees you packing up, and she's like, oh, do you want to settle your tab? Yes, yes please. please. Okay, uh, it's just a gold piece for everything. Oh, okay. easy. Okay, she catches it, puts it in her pocket. All right, well, good luck. Uh, I'm assuming you're both students, so, you know, it's really exciting to see, you know, some new people from outside sure, like, getting into the yes. school. Yes, <laughs> slowly closing the big book, including the zoology book. <laughs> it's just a picture book. <laughs> All right, well, good luck. Thank you. Right. We'll be back for sure. Mm. I hope so. This is delicious. Like super good. Mm. I told you it was. It's so good. I'm going to drop a cup, couple copper on the table before we go. All right. So you head out. You hop on the trolley. 
You get back to the white dove. You go into your rooms to get ready for the night. Anything else that you're trying to do? Anything in particular you want to be prepared for? Anything you want me to know that you did before you get to the dinner? Um, I would say Shara's going to focus on keeping a dart on his person somewhere. I I mean, like, I'm I'm getting ready and full glam. I want to consult something. I will pull out the tarot deck. And the first thing I'm going to do is flip the cards over so I can see them all and, like, go through them. I'm not expecting to see anything new or have stand out, so. Yeah, nothing Nothing seems to have changed. However, you notice that the chariot card matches the statue of Ein that you've now seen. Wait, like it is the statue or it's just his face? No, it, he doesn't look like a statue in this card. He looks like himself. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And I think... That's the only new card. So, were we doing, I don't remember, were we doing D20s or were we doing, how were we? It's percentile dice. It is percentile. So, what kind of a spread are you doing? So, I'm doing a three-card spread. I've done past, present, future before, but this time I think I'm going to do thinking, feeling, experiencing. Okay. In that order. All right. So first card. 85. Your first card is the moon. Reversed. 41. Your next card is strength. Reversed. What is the OO again? That's zero. So then nine. Okay. All of them are reversed. Yeah, the magician reversed. Okay, that one is scary. Okay, so while Zem is pondering her tarot reading, Shar, you are hiding your dart. You're getting all dolled up and dressed. Anything else? I'm assuming we're leaving most of our stuff here. So I'm going to take the giant bag of flour that I have Put the bag of our stuff and then put the bag of flour on top of it. Mm. Okay. Good deal. And then I'm going to uh, meditate and try to commune, I guess. All right. But Roll me. Oh, go ahead. I'm looking for something on how to craft something specifically. Okay. What are you trying to craft? Holy water. Mmm. Mmm. Now, I know canonically I can, but I don't feel like he has been privy to that information yet, so I'd like to acquire it. I would like for you to roll me a wisdom check. Oh, just check. Uh, 18 plus 3, so 21. You're focusing, and whether it's... All the studying you've done today or the good food that you have in your belly, you feel more in tune. You get this mental image and you see the blessings. You see the water. You see the powdered silver that's sprinkled in and the incantations that you would need to do. And you think that you can get it done. And 
you're still not hearing Amara's voice. But in this moment, you feel her guidance. You're pretty sure that this is her sending these images to you. Yeah. And I figure, because I'll leave Zem as much time as she needs. She'll come get me when she's ready. All right, Zem. So how do you... How do you read this this tarot? Overall, I feel like this tarot reading is it's giving more questions than answers. And overall, it's also asking me to take a big long look internally. Um, So first, the moon reversed. Um, This is an indication of a release of fear, which sounds good. It indicates that we've been dealing with illusion, anxiety, negative influences, um, and that we're making the decision to be done with that. Fantastic. But it's saying that rather than actually dealing with these things, I'm just burying them and not working through it. So like, I'm done in a neat little bow, but not actually handling the issue. Moving to the strength card reversed. And this, by the way, that was thinking, like my thinking space. Um, And the feeling space is strength reversed. Um, And this is saying that basically feeling as if I'm in a place where nothing can go wrong. And I'm taking that very literally. Like here in Annenfell, I have felt the best that I have felt ever. (laughs) They have great schools. They have great transportation systems. They have people that have been, like, kind and helpful. Um, Everything, like, I don't see any negatives to this place with one exception of being attacked in the middle of the night. (laughs) We were safe. Um, Yeah, but, like, but, so what this is pointing at, though, is because this is a reverse card, that, like, my internal monologue is, like, out of balance, and I am... My self-confidence is majorly inflated. So I'm out of balance and basically I'm fooling myself. I'm pulling the wool over my own eyes with that. Um, And then the magician reversed points out that I've not been taking action for myself. Um, Meaning I see all these problems. I see what's happening. I'm burying my head in the sand and I'm not moving forward. All we've been doing is running. There has been no, um, like, action that we're actually initiating to resolve anything. A big question that this card raises is, have we lost touch? Like, have I lost touch with why? Like, why I'm fighting so hard, why I'm doing all of this? Um, So it points, the whole thing, the whole reading um, points to a need to rebalance and take stock of what's happening and for me to figure out what exactly my desires really are. And then why am I on this path? Is it still the right one? Are you willing to step off of it if need be, if those things don't align? And I basically feel like this is bullshit. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the middle of being kind of like pissed off because you were feeling really good. And then the cards made you feel kind of like like shitty. And then all of a sudden you hear like a thump, thump, thump on the door. And Shara's like, is that way to go? So I'm just going to, like, hurriedly tuck them into the bag and, like, put that away because the bag doesn't match what I'm wearing. Um, so I'm going to put it, like, in a drawer. So, like, I'll, like, I'm leaving my stuff with the exception of my pendant. I can't remember when we talked about this dress. Is it, like, a deep V in the front? Or was it a 
It was a slit. It had a slit on the okay, side. Okay, so yeah. I can hide. That was specifically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put the pendant on and underneath. I'm leaving the pendant on is what I'm saying. Just making sure we are pointing that out. Okay. Left the cards, took the Cannoli. pendulum. <laughs> All right. Perfect. You open the door and you're like, what is happening? Like, why are you pounding on the door? And Char seems like frazzled, like you need to leave. And you look at the time and like, yeah, he's just being paranoid, obviously. Okay. You, you have plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. So you head out. You jump on the trolley. You tell Callan where you're going. And uh, he's like, oh, you're in for a treat. Have you had dinner with them before? Me? No, I'm just a trolley driver. Uh, but, you know, I've only heard good things, and not many people get to visit the estates. Yeah, I don't know how we got to be so lucky, but I am I am looking forward to it. What do you think of my dress? You look stunning. Thank you. And you, not too bad yourself. I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> All right, so you ride through the city and you notice that you're going sort of towards where the school is but you head more towards the western side there's actually some greenery here tree-lined streets long paved driveways that go up to like huge grand old mansions that look very much like victorian homes and the one that is the largest atop the tallest hill is Rena's. The trolley stops. I was going to say, does the trolley go all the way up there? No, the trolley <laughs> stops at the end of the drive. He's our valet. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, now just hop off, head over there towards the gate. You'll push a button and they'll send someone down to collect you. Okay. Thanks, Callan. Thank you. Not a problem. Uh, depending on how late this goes, we might not still be running. So you might have to find your own transportation back. But I'm sure Rena can help you do that. Okay. All right. Have a good evening. You too. He drives away. You head up to this gate. I'm kind of nervous. Oh, my neck. (laughs) You head up to the gate, and it has, like, the two stone pillars with the iron gate, the wrought iron black gate that goes across. And you do see that there's, like, a panel with a single, like, red button. (laughs) Do not push. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Ding dong. Okay, yeah. You push the button, and you think that off in the distance you hear a ding-dong. But maybe that was in your mind. But hear a ding-dong right beside me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you do see coming down the long drive is— Just a butler walking with a (laughs) drive. No, there's there's like a horse-drawn carriage, like a fancy one, like the ones you see in, like, Central Park. So, madam— And that's exactly the the reception you get. Uh, Oh, my mistress is expecting you. Please, come in. The rest of the guests have already arrived. Are we late? Oh, no, 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 no. There was business before dinner. Okay. Thank you. Yes, 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 of course. You you two climb aboard. Char, this horse is... It reminds you very much of Horatio. He, he tears up a little bit. Are you good? I'm good. I'm great. I'm fine. I don't want my makeup to smear. Okay? 
So you... <laughs> sure has eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You ride up to the front door. The coachman jumps down and uh, he helps you both down off the the carriage. You walk up to the front door. He opens it, and lets you in. There is another butler there, a female butler. A, is that a thing? A maid? I, I don't like the word maid. We're going to call them all butlers. They're all butlers. I like it. The female butler says, oh, right this way. I'll take you into the dining room. And you follow her in. And when you walk into the room, everybody who was seated in, in various places in the room, they're not seated, seated for dinner yet, stands up and Rena says, oh, I am so glad you made it. You take stock of the people in the room. There's obviously Rena. There's Istin, the old man, Turiel, and Reg. I'm going to try to keep my face as neutral as possible, but I feel like my entire body does a shutter step, sort of like, like, uh, like as I'm walking or whatever, I, I just sort of go, like twitch. I don't know. Like I wanted to be, my face is trying really hard, but the rest of me was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the rest of me is like, fair to God, fair <laughs> He sees your shutter step and he just like winks at you. Um, And, and I don't say anything. Like I don't, like I, like I catch the wink, but like I go attention right back to the host. Yeah. You would both notice that Reg looks good. Okay. He is wearing a sharp suit. You've never seen him dress up like this. Normally he's dressed for work. Uh, he has like a pocket watch, you know, that's like, that looks fancy, but like understated fancy, like the good kind, not tacky, you know? Mm -hmm. His hair is done. Shoes are shiny. Mm. Sure, I was going to quickly re-tie back up his his hair because it's, it's it, you know, after a walk and even a ride, you might want to double do it. But when he does, he's going to cast a tech magic real quick and see if what kind of shit's going on in this room. Okay. Sure, you try to cast detect magic and you can't. Shit. When you try and you can't, do people know? Yeah, you have this constipated look <laughs> on your face. Sure, he hasn't fully tied up his hair. <laughs> um. Rena says, okay, well, now that everybody's here, everybody, please just come take a seat and we can start dinner. And she claps her hands twice. And the two of you go to sit down. You would notice that, so Rena obviously sits at the head of the table. Istin sits at the other end of the table, at the head. The, the table here is shorter. It looks short for this room. You're assuming that they brought in a smaller table because this is a more intimate dinner than what she usually has here. Then on the other side of the table, Turiel and Reg sit down and the two of you sit on the other side. Do you want closer to Rena or Istin? Excellent question. Ooh, this is political. Okay. Um, Rena. Okay. Sam, Shar, and... Reg or Turiel's near nearest Rena? Uh, Reg purposely sits across from Zim. <laughs> gotcha. All right. I have a chart. Rape should have got here first. <laughs> Mom. Yep. First thing that happens is a little appetizer 
comes out. And it's just like a little bit of charcuterie, a little bit of dried meat, some little like mozzarella pearls, some like little grape tomatoes and a little bit of balsamic to dip stuff in. Just something light. And she says, okay, now... I'm sure you're all wondering why I brought I you invited... here this evening. <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. Why I Rain brought hits you the window. <laughs> you all have something in common. And that is that at least two of you saw the orb after it left here and seemed to want to um, take down Nexus. She looks at the two of you. Turiel, you, as much as it pains me to say it, hold some culpability for this because it seems that it was a leak in your organization that let this happen. And our friend, Reg, here, he works for an organization that could be useful. I clock that. I clock that our friend. Wait. She said our friend, Reg? Uh Mm Uh-huh. Okay. And she glances down at Istin, and Istin, as my number one advisor, just wants to see things go well. Yeah, I misspelled the word leak, and I lost that. I had to scratch (laughs) it real quick. (laughs) So, where do we begin? I don't know how much time we have before Nexus puts their plan into motion. The recent events seem to hint that they tried but failed or maybe it was unrelated i don't know but what do you all think there are no bad ideas about how to move forward yes we need to recover the orb so with the last we saw it was the midway tavern uh yeah like a long time ago like like a month ago i am clocking Istin and Reg specifically. I can't, I trust Turiel to the point where I don't need to gauge his reactions. Those two. Because I know Rena is going to be fucking stone-faced the entire time. Like, mm-hmm. no emotion. But those two, those are who I'm making insight checks on the entire night. Well, roll me an insight check now. I can't cast magic. Natural 20. Ooh. Okay. So. Thank you for no guidance, but that's fine. <laughs> I didn't need it, apparently. 26. Shar, you... You look at Reg, and Reg has that same smarmy look on his face, especially because, like, it is fun for him, for you two, to be so shocked at his appearance here. So he's enjoying this moment. Istin has that same grumpy old man face, even whenever Arena, like, you know, mentions, like, he's my number one advisor, he's very important, he's just kind of like, Mm-hmm. I am very important. <laughs> like, uh, but like, you don't clock anything nefarious on either of them. Nothing out of the ordinary. The, but this is my entire night. Like, unless I'm addressing yeah. Rita specifically, new. No. <laughs> I'm gauging you two motherfuckers' reactions. This is how my night's gonna go. Now, you you two can flirt. It's fine. I don't care. But <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I don't know what their plans are. Um. I can't help with that. I can't assume where those thing, like how that's coming into play because I don't personally understand the orb myself. That being said, I know 
people that work for the organization in real capacity and then in the shadow capacity of this organization. I know a lot of their locations that they would be taking this to, and I can help with that sort of thing. But also, it's been so long since we saw it, and they were so close to their hub at the time that I don't know. I have information that I know you're going to need, and I am happy to share it. I don't know what I know that's helpful for you, though. At this point, Istin speaks up and he says, Ah, well, I... I think that if they had found a way to open the orb, we would know. And it would be more than some eclipse and some monsters. Something something much worse would have happened by now. They may be close, but I, I don't think they've done it yet. And, oh, go ahead, Char. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, mo- monsters? If they open the orb? Oh, no, I, I meant like the monsters. There was some talk that maybe they had opened the orb and that's what triggered the monsters that attacked more Bale. But I don't, I no longer think that those two things were connected. Mm. Do we know what would happen if they did or? Well, I mean. Aside from the obvious. Yeah, they would unleash Nex and if he and his sister were to be reunited, they might try to start another war. I think it's important that if they are after us for some reason, that it not be leaked that we are here. Because if that's the case, they'll bring the fight here as opposed to us needing to go there. Rena says, I think that is a good idea. Although, if they brought the fight here, it would be much easier to protect ourselves. At this point, Red says, um, if I may. I think that I can shine some light a bit on what's happening. I was contacted by one of my informants who works for Nexus. And they seem to think that what Nexus wants with these magic users is someone... Who can break the orb? Meaning that a simple dispelling spell that so many of you are capable of does not work. There's something else required. Um. Tell me, Reg. How, do your informants know anything about the child that was taken? Unfortunately, we haven't been able to get a lot of information regarding the child. I am assuming that he is in Nexus's grasp, and they're probably trying to use him to open the orb in some way. But if there's more information than that, it's been kept even to the point where my informants can't find anything. And the same goes for my benefactor. He has been able to find no trace of the child. If you would allow him entrance into your city, I think that we could all work together much more efficiently. And Rena's like, you know, I have had conversations with my father about this, and he is concerned about your boss. And Reg is like, I know, I know, I know. But you've let these two into the city. And Rena puts her hand up and she's like, you know why he is concerned about your boss. And it has nothing to do with him not being elvish. And Reg just sort of like 
smirks and is like, fair enough, fair enough. This sounds juicy. <laughs> Do you say that out loud? Mm-hmm. Rena just... Sharp brings contact with the two that he's keeping out and that's what you fucking say. <laughs> like the slow turn. Rena's just like, you have no idea. I'm assuming we've got several courses to discuss. Oh, speaking of which, she claps her hands and they come and they take away the appetizers and they bring out soups. And oh the, no, my basil. <laughs> the soup is like a... Bisque. I was gonna say bisque. I know. Yeah, yeah, like a like a tomato bisque I was with thinking like fresh of it basil. Too. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is nothing to do with nothing. My ring is in the shape of wings. If there's no magic in here, do our rings convert to what they originally are? Yes. You ruined it. You're welcome. But I need to know that because that's very much how he's going to keep the hand as hidden as possible now if he notices that it's not going to be a regular-ass gold band or silver or whatever the hell he made it. It's it's iron, right? Yeah, it was iron. With, like, needles. Yeah, with needles. (laughs) So Char's just going to hide that shit. I'm not. (laughs) I will gladly roll stealth. Like, I'm not going like this, but I'm also not. (laughs) But then there is... Potentially another concern then, which is there is another party that they are looking for, correct? Yes. Um, we have not located uh, your friend Karina yet. We would offer her safety here, especially considering her heritage. I heard that she was traveling with two bards. Would they also be permitted entrance into the city for safety? Given the circumstances, we could potentially arrange something like that. After this meeting, I do not want to interrupt the planning stages. Uh, I think if we can get some access to a um, fifth, sixth circle magic spell user, we might be able to help with that situation. We have had contact with her. She All right. was in Morbale when we were in Morbale. That is interesting news. You were all in the same place when that broke out. Hmm. Well, anyway, uh, just so that you're aware, I did speak with Reg earlier, and he explained to me that the two of you are acquaintances of his and his bosses? We've crossed paths. Hmm. And do you work for Rafe? Work for Rafe? Yes. I would consider it working more with Rafe on occasion. Hmm. And what do you... It's not a lie. She really considers working with him. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, and do you consider him to be trustworthy? He has not once betrayed me, to my knowledge, and more than once has come to my aid when I've needed it. Hmm. Because, see, your friend here, Reg, 
wants me to allow Rafe an audience with my father, which (laughs) that probably is not going to happen, but it would be nice to have his organization on our side for this little operation that we're planning. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm confused then. What exactly is the concern then? And she looks over at Reg, and Reg is like, they don't know. And she's like, ah, well, uh, that is not for me to share. Just so you know, um, he has some secrets that make him a very dangerous man. I'm aware, and I can't help the smirk on my face. Char's not smirking. He's very confused. Just... What do you mean? I'm very, what? (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not my place to share. But needless to say, uh, allowing him here would be quite a step on my part. And my father has already forbidden me from acting. And so this whole meeting is basically treason. So, (laughs) I mean... Is it, though? We're just exploring. We're conversating. Yes. Well, the conversation is light treason. The The actual planning <laughs> I would be the treason she does. She does chuckle at that. <laughs> treason light. Yeah. Um, so if the location is the problem, why not change the location? What do you mean? If... You don't want him to be here or in your father's home or what have you. Why not have it be outside somewhere? I mean, you know Toriel's guards can cover no problem. I mean, I they were incredibly skillful. Yes, and I think that that is an option. If we choose to move forward with this, it would depend on how long the planning would take. You see, I was thinking that if this would take a couple days, you know, perhaps we could bring him into the city uh, under careful guard. But if we decide and you choose to move on tomorrow, I suppose we could just meet him outside of the city. I'm not really sure where we're going with this and how much time it's going to take to prepare. So I guess I have a question for you as well. And... Forgive my impertinence, but are you willing to do that? Are you willing to commit the treason? I wouldn't be having this dinner if I wasn't. To be completely blunt, my father is old. He is content to sit on his throne and keep the Elvish nation to itself and out of politics, and just work on this one project of his, and it's not enough for me. I am not willing to sit idly by and let the entire world be destroyed. So, in the meantime, before I'm allowed to take the throne for myself, we are going to stop the apocalypse. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, But, like, just to revisit that... You're wanting to take over the throne to save your people. And And the world at large, yes. Not just to be on the throne. To be completely honest, uh, it's maybe a little bit of both. 
I've been waiting a long time. (laughs) And as much as I love my father and I would never hurt him, I do wish he would step aside now. But he's not interested. So this is what we are relegated to. What about a transitional period? I was reading up a little bit on the city, um, just trying to familiarize myself with where we are now. And um, it seems that your family and your father in particular is less focused on pomp and circumstance and rules and formality, which I personally think is fantastic. But um, what if you introduce something new? And there's like a, like a duel. And your father can focus on the projects and, and doing the big things for the city. And you can focus on things like ending threats to the entire world. (laughs) She just, she gets this like dazed look in her eyes. Like she's like thinking off, like how awesome that would be. And Istin speaks up and he's like, I, um... As much as that would be wonderful to see happen, I cannot picture King Andir agreeing to such a deal. He thinks his daughter is impetuous. Please don't take this the wrong way, but old men tend to do that with women. No, no, no. No, no offense taken. It's true. (laughs) And Turiel is like, Um, I'm sorry. Um, why am I at this meeting? I feel like I am the last person who should be at this meeting because I'm your father's captain and you're talking about treason. And Rena's like, well, Turiel, now you're complicit. (laughs) (laughs) You're in. You're my pocket, bitch. This soup is delicious. Yeah, and you see him, he's like, he was like halfway to eating it and he just like puts his spoon down and starts staring off and he's like, great. Reg looks so proud. Yeah, Reg is really excited. This is like his his idea of the best time ever. I think my favorite part is Rena, Zem, and Reg having a great fucking time. Yes. <laughs> now Shar and Turiel are just like, fuck. <laughs> and then Istin's just like, mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Zem, under the table, you feel a foot <laughs> touch your leg. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to like, like right at Reg. And I mean, I'm assuming it's <laughs> not Rena. Joke's on you, it's Rita. <laughs> or Turiel, you don't know. That's the thing. I know for sure shit, it's not Char. That's the only one I'm sure about. <laughs> it's instant. He's <laughs> long old man legs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to, like, not really know what to do with that (laughs) in this moment where I'm trying to play this line of, like, I don't know you. (laughs) Call me a deception check. (laughs) Well, that reset. Um, That is 18. I had moved my mouse for a while. My screen turned off. I almost fainted. <laughs> um, you keep your face leveled, even with this. 
And Shar, the only thing you notice is Reg kind of like, he like giggles a little bit because he knows that Zem is like trying very hard. But like <laughs> nobody else can really tell, but you notice his reaction to it. <laughs> I like natural 20s. Uh- <laughs> I feel like you're like, are you flirting with me? <laughs> I'm not against it. I'm still confused. <laughs> Istin, is there any circumstances that you can see that the king would step down? Uh, to be completely frank, I don't know if he's ready. He doesn't, as a fellow old man, I don't think he understands that he's an old man, if you know what I'm saying. He's a good man. He's just past his prime. At this point, the main course is being brought out. And in the center of the table, you see this, like, large, like, roasted duck. Oh, my God. I love duck. And there's, like, a, like an orange sauce to put over it. There's some roasted potatoes and some broccoli. And Rena says... Okay, so we're all on the same page. We need to get the orb back here and out of Nexus's hands. The next question is, what is our first step? The first step is locating it. You're going to need someone to pinpoint exactly where they're keeping it. Yes, and we've been working on technology like that. Technology? Yes. Something to track it? Okay, um, I've heard that you are good at divination spells. Are you aware of the spells that allow you to, like, locate people or objects? Mm-hmm. So most of those spells are limited in their range. But we have found a way, or we had found a way, that we can amplify the effects of spells like that. Unfortunately, they tend to leave a bit of a mark. Like a physical mark? Yes, like, on the object or on the individual? Or on the ground. On on the ground, yes. Prairie pressings. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of... I'm just like... And she's like, oh! Yeah, there you go. There you fucking go. You figured that out. What, what did you test it on before? Oh, well, we were trying to locate the people who Nexus was after. We didn't think it worked. That was horrifying. I'm so... But it didn't kill you. That's awesome. That was horrifying. I'm so sorry. You're not. But that's fine. But it worked. So... But you can locate them. It just leaves a mark. Yes, we've been trying to work on that, but the amount of magic output to do something like this over such a vast distance, it's like it's like it leaves a, a burn or not it leaves a mark wherever it touches. It's too much magic. Is there any way to transfer that to a map rather than She looks over at Istin and Istin leans back he he's like stuffing himself not really paying attention and then he like puts down his fork he leans back in his chair maybe maybe there might be a way to do this it should take less energy and also not be so highly visible 
for miles around. Huh. And then we only use the actual burn when we actually think that we can locate it. I'll have to get the mages on this. And Rena's just like, yes, this is why we're having this meeting. This is genius. I preen at that. I can't help it. <laughs> Iston's like, uh, uh, my lady, I... I should get back to the college right now. I want I want to work on this. And he actually looks like 10 years younger in this moment. The excitement like just de-ages him. And she's like, please don't don't let me hold you up. And he jumps up from the table, bows, and walks out of the room. And Rena looks excited. And Reg looks excited. And Turiel looks terrified. <laughs> right there with you, buddy. Right there with you. And she says, We've already got a first step. This is fantastic. But did you only try it the once? Oh, no, we've we've tried three separate occasions. The first time was a complete misfire. We don't think it worked. The second time, um... <laughs> Sank your dad's boat. <laughs> <laughs> Casualties. Darn. The second time, um, we... It, it worked, but when we got there, there was no sign of anybody having been there. That must have been when we located you. Where did you go exactly? Uh, well, it, it wasn't so much where we, it was, the mark was south of Morbale. Okay. Yeah, that was us. Interesting. So it worked. It's just, we took too long to get to this, to the area. What was the third attempt? Oh, the third attempt we, so the first attempt we tried on the orb, we thought maybe it was a problem with the object, so we tried it with the people. That seemed to work. The third time we tried with the orb, and it's still misfiring. So either it's the orb itself that can't be located in this way, or maybe there's some kind of magic stopping it. But I had a thought. If we do your thing with the map, but instead of locating the orb, we locate a person we know who has the orb. Like Dahlia. I don't know that she would be with the orb. No, but she would probably know where it is. I mean, I can tell you exactly where she is. That's not a problem. You wouldn't even have to wait any, like, expend any energy. However, I can't remember his name. Ambrose? Yes. Ambrose the asshole. Yeah. Um, I would shoot for that one as opposed to Dahlia. I don't even know the last time Ambrose was seen, period, to be honest. Reg is like, oh, that is true. Um, there have been no confirmed sightings of Ambrose in quite some time. Nothing? There... Like, Shar's genuinely surprised by that. Like, yeah. not even a potential sighting. Nothing. It seems that all the orders have been coming from Dahlia lately. What if you try to trace an essence as opposed to the entire orb. Like... Right, because the orb technically isn't alive or dead. It's not. It's both. Well, we can try all these things. <clears throat> I don't know if you would know this, but was the orb made of any specific unique material? We actually don't know. Yes, it was, but we don't understand what it is. That might be part of the problem, and also... Just the magic that's involved with the orb itself. Yes. 
the headmistress of Stellium still in more bail, correct? I don't know. She was. Well, our people should be arriving there in a little over a week, provided there are no setbacks, which we assume there will be. Um, and we'll know then if she's still there. Okay. Who is, um, you haven't sent anybody to the garden, correct? Actually, that is something else that I wanted to let you know. I did send a small contingent of people to the garden to investigate what was happening. Skilled individuals? Yes, but, you know, skilled compared to what? <laughs> compared to some of the best fighters on Vela? I, you know, five people versus everybody in the garden would not be a good matchup. No, but even a five to one I would be concerned with. Well, they were sent specifically to ask to speak with the Elvish students there to find out what's going on and to hopefully bring them home. They were told not to engage or enter the garden proper. So hopefully we'll get information with fewer or no casualties. Do you know anybody in the... The Bellwood? You have anybody down there? Oh, well, I mean, we know the speaker uh, from the wood who goes to the council meetings in Saltspire. Uh, they have a relationship with Silverin, and she rolls her eyes when she says his name. Um, but aside from that, they're sort of very much like us and keep to themselves. I'm going to have to think about that. All right. At this point, the main course is being taken out and a dessert is coming in. It's a flan. Yes. <laughs> you really want to impress me? You're going to individualize every single dish to the person. Like, we know that this is your favorite, so this is what we brought you. <laughs> Having this be the second discussion we've ever had with her, that would be <laughs> wild. What do you have any intel on the orcs up north at all? Yes, they are planning to start a war with who exactly? The Empire, and it seems that the drow. The people of Telnim have already signed on to this. And they are currently courting Morbale as well as us. The positive news here is that my father, like I said, has no taste for war or outside politics, and so I doubt that we will be involved. Is there any chance the orcs attack here? I would say probably not, only because they wouldn't want to draw us into the war on the side of the Empire. But that's not to say that they might not just out of spite. All right. And still no news on the boy, correct? No news on the boy, unfortunately. If we could find the boy and return him to Tel Nim and hopefully draw the drow out of this war, we could end it before it started. But if he remains lost, I, I think the war is sort of inevitable. 
This is all just conjecture. We have a larger problem at hand. There's not going to be a war if the world ends. So I think those are the next steps. And from here, I don't know if we have another meeting. <laughs> like, Well, and Rena dabs her mouth a little bit with her napkin. Why don't we reconvene in two days? Two days? You think you're going to make that kind of progress in two days? Don't underestimate Estin. Okay. And she looks over at Reg. Tell your boss that he has my leave to enter the city, but he will be staying at my home as my personal guest. And Reg is sort of like, all right. Fair enough. And me, where will I be staying? Do I get to be your personal guest as well? And she rolls her eyes. They clearly have some sort of a, not like a romantic relationship, but they've met before. And she's like, no, you're going to stay at the White Dove Inn like all my guests do. And he's like, no, all of your guests, huh? And he looks over at the two of you. All right. He looks behind (laughs) him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And she says, okay, well, it is getting late. So uh, I will get you all transportation back to your homes. Um, Turiel. And Turiel, who's just like staring. (laughs) (laughs) He's not recovered. He is not recovered. He looks up and he's like, "Uh, yeah, yes. And she's like, make sure they get home safe. And um, welcome to the team. And he's just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. She stands up. The rest of you stand up with her. And she says, all right, this is, I know this is all very overwhelming, but this is the first time I've really felt any hope since the orb went missing. So I think, I think this is going to go well. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. All right. And the female butler comes back in the room. She says, um, this way, come this way. Rena, um. May I have a word privately, please? Oh. Toriel, I would also like to talk to you. And Reg, I'm sure you're just traveling with us. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, so the those three are kind of escorted out. And Rena hangs back and she's like, what can I help you with? So this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> um, but if we are going to be staying for a while... I- I don't have a lot of fancy clothes and I don't have, like, is this going to be casual? Because I don't feel I'm up to the standard of coming to your home um, a lot. And also, we don't really have money. And also, I don't know how to pay you for all the kindness. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. You don't owe me anything. And how do you feel? Would you like it to be casual or would you like it to be fancy? I mean, I would match whatever you want. (laughs) I just might wear this a lot. <laughs> you know what? I will have clothing brought to you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> does, does your friend also need? Um, we have comparable. Yes, he will need some clothing as well. All right. Perfect. I will have stuff brought to you. Okay. I, how do I repay your kindness, though? Get the orb back. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't know what you were uh, (laughs) going for there. (laughs) I will, I will keep, I will keep working on it. I know you will. Thank you. 
Thank you. <laughs> oh, um, in the meantime, I was just telling you, I'm going to work with Toriel on, he was going to help with like weight training, I guess. I don't know. And then um, at the school too. That's great. I think that, I think those are great pursuits. Uh, we need you in tip top shape for this. Thank it's going to be great. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. Honestly. I only wish that, you know, when it comes time to actually go and try to get it back, I could come with you. But I think that would probably tip people off to something amiss if I suddenly disappeared. We'll think about it. Maybe we'll have something for that as well. I hope so. In the meantime, Shar. You are standing with Turiel and Reg, and Reg still has that shitting grin on his face. <laughs> Just to Turiel, for the record, I did not know that was going to happen, and I am so sorry. Turiel's just staring down at the ground. Uh, for the record, I also did not know that was going to happen. And Reg is like, I knew record, exactly I knew. <laughs> what was going to happen. And honestly, your faces are hilarious. I'm glad someone is getting some kind of enjoyment out of the evening. <laughs> Are you okay, Toriel? Toriel's like, I am going to pretend that, that didn't happen. I am also going to try to pretend that I never met you and Zamira <clears throat> because my whole life has been nothing but stress since you walked into this city. That's not fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> But Zem joins you, and her face is a little flushed. She looks like she was laughing or, you know, whatever. And you're taken to the carriage. And uh, the person driving the carriage says, I'm going to take you the whole way home tonight. Uh, Mr. Tariel, would you like me to drop you off? And Tariel's like, uh, no, I will walk. I need to walk for a little bit. <laughs> I'll see you first thing in the morning. He's like, oh, God, I <laughs> yes, uh, first thing in the morning then. Do you need an extra day? No, 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 no. Tomorrow is fine. I will see you in the morning. Get some sleep. I'm sure it won't be frustrating at all. <laughs> nope, not <laughs> at all. And he starts walking down the down the driveway. Should I just sit there? Maybe I should walk. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the two of you climb in and then Reg climbs in and he like scoots his butt in between the two of you. And he's sitting there and he's like, I am so excited. This is going to be fun. You should have seen your faces when you walked in and saw me there. Like a little bit of a heads up would have been fantastic. Or we could have done it this way. And it's hilarious. I'm going to send a message to Rafe. Just, <laughs> I guess we'll see you soon. Rafe says, or uh, Reg says hi. <laughs> <laughs> Rafe comes back. Oh, he's maybe gotten me into the city then soon <laughs> shark holds up into a ball just <laughs> red puts his arm one around each of you <laughs> and is like oh this is i isn't anfell wonderful it really is i really love it here have you okay but okay but how do you know how wonderful it is here i i'm free to come and go here as i please Nobody is free to come and go as they please. Except for me. How did you manage that? Oh, you know, have some friends. Mm -hmm. Do some favors. Mm -hmm. What Be kind of favors? 
you know, the the secret kind. Ugh. Just answer me one question. I really want to believe this, but you had nothing to do with the orb going missing, right? Oh no. I would I would never. That would be silly. I don't work with Nexus. They steal children. Sure is not even paying attention to the answer. He's just <laughs> yeah. like, I want you to say no right now. <laughs> <laughs> um so you guys are making some small talk going through the city. And as you are passing, it, it's pretty late now, probably close to midnight. As you are passing where the dry dock is, you look up towards the ship. And I need you to, need you to roll me perception checks. Ow, 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 it's sharp. You said it's close to midnight? Mm-hmm. I rolled a nat 20. No, I rolled a 19. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 19. This is 17. Okay. Zem, you just make out, standing on the deck, next to the pedestal that is empty, is a figure wearing a long white cloak. Oh, motherfucker. That motherfucker. And that is where we're going to end this episode. That's literally what I say out loud. That (laughs) motherfucker. We want to once again thank our sponsor for the month of February, How to Be a Better DM. BetterDungeonMaster.com slash SlayTheStars. Instagram at How to Be a Better DM Podcast. Facebook.com slash BetterDungeonMaster. What would you like to do? It's the question that every DM asks every player at least once in their career. That question has led to more stories than any other question on the planet. But how do you turn that question into an amazing story? That's a question we answer on our show, How to Be a Better DM. For those crazy individuals who want to pretend like they can control the story, How to Be a Better DM is the perfect place to learn how to dungeon master without spending extra money or extra time. You'll get tips and techniques to avoid the significant pitfalls of Dungeon Masters everywhere. We have episodes coming out every Thursday morning, and we can't wait for you to roll initiative with us. Go to betterdungeonmaster.com slash slaythestars, S-L-A-Y-T-H-E-S-T-A-R-S, for more information. Our theme music was created by the incredibly talented Isaac Viers. Our character art, found on SlayTheStars.com, was created by the wonderful Cam Gonzalez. Slay the Stars is made possible by the audio engineering wizardry of Arthur Polino, graphic artistry of Jen Kearney, and the production wisdom of me, Leah Hemrick. Thanks for listening, and as always, Persomnia ad Astra.